Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And today, I've received some interesting emails from a man named Craig, who wanted to report something he witnessed in Texas in 2016. Uh, At that time, he was living in a town called Victoria, Texas, Now, of course, uh, my in-laws are in Texas. I wasn't exactly sure where Victoria is, but I looked at the map, and it's kind of in the area uh, between Houston and San Antonio, a little bit to the south. And so Craig wanted to tell me about an experience he had involving what he believes is or was an O-U-F-O. Now, you may remember that in 2017, I released a report from Puerto Rico, which was the culmination of about four years of research I had been doing about very strange sightings down there, which, as it turns out, are similar to other things that have been seen in other parts of the world, certainly North America, that I felt did not fall neatly into the category of a traditional structured metallic flying saucer type craft. That these things are something that seemed to be a little different and almost as if they are big things flying around that seem to be intelligent. Uh, That is to say, almost like they themselves seem to be alive. And so I coined this term O-U-F-O's that stands for organic UFO's. Now, to be honest with you, I'm not sure, and I've thought about it since then, I'm not sure if, if that's even really the best term. It may be that organic comes across a bit too simplistic for these things because by calling them organic, I meant to simply say that we humans have a tendency to divide things into organic and inorganic, but it may be that there are forms of, well, life or technology out there that are so complex and sophisticated they kind of blur that line, and it's hard for us to understand that. I mean, artificial intelligence is taking us in that direction, but um, I guess the distinction is... uh, it's one thing to think of a machine flying around that has a little green man inside at the steering wheel versus to have something flying around that seems to be a hybrid of organic and inorganic that in itself, in and of itself, is somehow an intelligent thing. So that's what I'm really talking about when it comes to the subject OUFOs. So bearing that in mind... I'm always interested when I hear from someone who has some experience with this. And so Craig, um, he saw again my work online and his subject was Organic UFO, Victoria, Texas, November 20th, 2006. And I won't read all of it. I'll try to condense this a little bit. But he says, Mr. Warren, greetings, sir. I write you to share an experience related to the subject of OUFOs. I have submitted the same to the North American UFO Reporting Center and MUFON within the last months. I have sat on the news of this experience because I have been a bit apprehensive to disclose it publicly, 
so I apologize in advance for the lack of photo slash video evidence. And then he goes on to say, um, the object was not metallic, it was organic. I have persistent insomnia and walked outside because I was bored. This event occurred at a little after 3 o'clock in the morning, once again, the 20th of November, 2016, in Victoria, Texas. He said, I saw an object in the moonless sky as I was looking at the stars. That was not a legacy saucer shape, nor was it metallic or have lights. The object was organic, fleshy, and appeared to be several miles long. My first reaction slash thought was, this thing is not from Earth. And then, oh wow, it just changed direction. He said that uh, it traveled from east, southeast, to west, northwest. He gave he actually gave a lot of details in this email about um, every little thing he could recall. He said some of his vision was blocked by a tree to the east. Uh, he said it took this thing about five seconds to traverse his vision field to the westerly horizon. Uh, it changed directions in the meantime, about 15 degrees to the northwest. Um, so he said that from his point of view, that he thought the object's length, like again, this is from what he could see, was maybe like four inches long. He said that he could see it because that the sun was already coming up. And so this thing had to be pretty high up in the sky for the... Um, the sunrise to illuminate it he said the color range was from ponytail beige to pastel yellow and here is how he described this thing he said its shape was not unlike a crepe paper streamer when twisted like a double helix DNA strand so imagine some kind of a big weird DNA strand sort of flying overhead illuminated by the sunrise he said it uh, was most certainly translucent I could see through it and if it were not for the sun's illumination I would not have seen it it was ribbed across its width the ribs were narrow rounded and approximately 0.25 units thick that goes back to some other dimensions he was giving but uh, he said the object rotated slowly on its horizontal axis I waited for a few minutes after I lost sight of it to see if any more objects like this one would appear none did and I went back inside and wrote the event down on sticky notes so I got back to him and I said well this is an interesting report I'd like to read it on my podcast to see if anybody else has seen something similar around there. And he wrote me back and he said, um, if you don't mind, I will complete the documentation with a personal side to this. He said, I had gone back inside my home, wrote the experience down and went to bed. Uh, since sunrise was approaching, as well as the work week, uh, work, <coughs> excuse me, the work week, uh, he says the sticky notes had been left on the kitchen island and my wife was first up. I followed her by a few minutes to catch her reading the sticky notes and giggling. Well, I knew I had some explaining to do. And so I decided to do a YouTube search 
for something like a, quote, twist, paper, worm, UFO, as my curious wife peered over my shoulder. And then, bam, first page of the results linked us to a video taken overseas. I pressed play and watched about eight seconds of the experience that I had had only hours earlier. My wife was ashen, and so was I, and we were genuinely speechless. A few months later, because I had forgotten to bookmark this video, I attempted to search for it again. I wanted to relive the moment that decidedly convinced me that we are not alone. But I have never been able to find it. But Mr. Warren, if anyone who reads or listens to my description ever has the opportunity to see the same thing, I would love to hear from you. I don't need confirmation because that happened when I saw the YouTube video. I just want to learn what their reaction to it might have been. And uh, he says he'd, he'd love to continue corresponding or communicate about this. Um, and he gave me all of his contact information. So, two things here. If you have seen something similar to this, especially if it happens to be around that part of Texas, well, send me an email, let me know. Or if you can find this video that he's talking about. To be honest with you, I haven't even sat down and tried to find it yet because that um, we just got finished corresponding and I have a bunch of stuff to do today. So if one of you has a little time to kill and you want to see if you might be able to find uh, what he's describing here somewhere out there on the internet, then I'll be happy to pass that along to him as well. So as you know, it's quite easy to contact me through my website, joshuapwarren.com. Just go there and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage. You'll find my email address. And that's not all the news I have for you today. Of course, I just recently played for the first time ever the audio that I was able to capture of the Great Pyramids of the Giza Plateau using my brand new technique called Parasymatics 2.0. And of course... Originally, parasymatics, which again is a field of study that I created, was about taking tones and turning them into forms in water that could then be turned into symbols or sigils. But I was always curious about whether or not you could take an image, like a picture of the pyramids, and turn it into a tone that you could then turn into a sigil. And so, guess what? I have posted, for the first time ever, a Parasymatics 2.0 sigil. And this is a sigil of the Great Pyramid. So basically, the tone that I played a few days ago that I captured from the Great Pyramids uh, was turned into a sigil. And you are going to now be the first person to see that sigil. I have not posted this anywhere else. I just I was actually up working all night, and I just got it posted. So, um, it, and you, if you are familiar with the sigil work already, you'll see how the the sigils that come from Parasymatics 2.0 look different than the ones that come from standard Parasymatics. They actually seem a lot more intricate and bizarre, as if the original uh, sigils were not weird enough. These are especially weird. And so for now, I just have that one posted. And if you go to joshuapwarren.com, 
and you scroll down the home page, you'll see I have four or five little sigils posted right there. I've had them up there for a while. Uh, typical stuff like one to help out for, with money, attracting money or love or whatever. But then there's a link right there. It's a yellow link that says for a new updated list, click here. And that's where I'm going to be putting all the new stuff this year on that update page. So when you get to the update page, you just scroll down and you get to see my progress. At the top of it, it's got some information about parasymatics in general for those who are brand new to this and have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, and then, you know, you can you scroll down and you see all these different sigils and the last one posted will be the most recent one and you'll see it's in a heading called Parasymatics 2.0. So if you want to see what the sigil looks like from the tone I got from scanning with this special new system I have, the Great Pyramids, and then maybe even print that out and experiment with it. Oh boy, I'd love to hear about some of your experiences because to be honest with you, I've been so busy capturing these things, I haven't been able to do enough experiments with them. And by the way, you might ask yourself, well, okay, if you have a picture, and you and, and when you go there, you'll see three pictures. You'll see the, the picture of the pyramids that I used. You'll see the picture of the actual water, the pattern that it created in the water, and then you'll see the sigil that was extracted from that. And, it, and the sigil is on the, the far right-hand side. You might ask yourself, well, if you already have a picture of the pyramids, What's the point of turning that picture into a tone just so you can get another picture? I mean, isn't, isn't the picture of the pyramid sort of a sigil on its own? Well, actually, no, here's the difference. The, the picture of the pyramids is meant to be a visual representation of the pyramids to show you what they look like. You know, that's what pictures are pretty much for. But... I'm interested in seeing what happens when the tone that picture creates interacts with physical matter. And so when I take a tone from the picture and then I intersperse that with water, something new happens, you see. You're taking basically light and you're transforming it into... Uh, a physical force and then you're taking whatever the sort of condensed harmony is of that physical force and you're looking at that as a singular representation so again I guess you could say in a nutshell a picture of the pyramids is just a picture of the pyramids but when you take a tone from them you get a picture of how the energy of the pyramids interacts with physical matter. And that's what we're shooting for with the sigils that are created using Parasymatics 2.0. So I hope that you'll go check that out. Again, you'll be the very first person in the world to, uh, to see this. And just in case you missed the podcast where I played the audio, I, ha- I have the audio posted there for you as well. So you can go there, you can scroll down, you can listen to the audio, you can see the original picture, you'll see the image of the water, you'll see the sigil, and this is the first of many of these that I will be gradually releasing throughout the year. And by listening to this podcast, you get to be the first person to learn about this stuff, and uh, therefore, 
not only hear it and see it, but also use it for experiments. Experiment with it and let's just see what happens. I have some that I'm going to be releasing soon that I think can make a pretty profound, positive, wonderful, miraculous impact on your life if used appropriately. So, um, once again, go to joshuapwarren.com. Just scroll down the homepage till you see where I have three or four or five sigils and that's where you'll find the link you can click the yellow link that will take you to the more advanced page where you can stay updated and and i'll let you know when i have new stuff posted there but that's where it will be also while you're there i hope that you'll check out oh well other cool stuff you know the curiosity shop that has items you will not find anywhere else in the world i promise you that you'll also find a link to this podcast It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily because I try to leave one for you every day. And if you hit the link there to this podcast, then uh, you can subscribe through various means. It's always short, always free, always independent. And you can also just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren if you want to be notified when a new one is available. So, again, I've got to run. I actually have a radio program that uh, I am doing later today where I'm being interviewed, and uh, it's another busy week. So that's always good. So I hope you're doing well this new year. You're staying warm. You're trying your best to be entertained and stay happy. And uh, I know winter can be rough. But uh, that means you have to overcompensate by doing things that you really enjoy to help you stay in good spirits. So I hope that you're doing that, and I'll do whatever I can to help you as well. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.